to your mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the eagles eating teams like bacon steaks and cheese it's philadelphia bow and shield in the cut kicking it cooler than two penguins still bows old arch nemesis greg cosell shows up and it gets real pull up a branch and chill it's time to get ill with some birds with friends the early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends bow wolf and shield coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings you can't live up to expectations no. so just do your best <laughs> that's what i tell myself in most life endeavors <laughs> just go with what you saw today okay, yeah. change your opinion daily yeah i'm all about that for you'll sure. be wrong often yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right no yeah. one will remember no that's one's true. listening hello everybody and welcome Two birds with friends on a Thursday afternoon. Bo Wolf, Shilkapadia, Zach Berman here to talk about, uh, I don't know, maybe some Eagle stuff. We've got some questions to answer, but I don't know. I think everybody just wants to know how Shield's doing. Uh, Zach, I know you didn't mention it to Bo, but you have a hard out today, right? Maybe like, <laughs> tw- I think it's 20, 30 minutes from now, so we better just get to the good stuff. I am growing uh, tonight, so about an hour. <laughs> mm, okay. A lot of questions as we as we transition very smoothly and very quickly into the getting a bird in edgewise portion of the show, which uh, is still left over from last week. A lot of questions about what advice Zach has in terms of people wanting to get into the markets right now. <laughs> is that right? Those are actually the questions? Several questions, yes. Well, I, I will say you guys mocked me. At the combine for uh, for mentioning Amazon and, and like um, no, if, it was Apple. If, I, was I, I said Apple and Amazon. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. And you know, I mean, I I don't want to make light of 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 kind of the uh, volatility of the past you know two months, but Amazon has 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 done right, fairly okay, go well. Go ahead, so. make make some light. <laughs> Well, I, I wasn't even making light. I was, I was I just, know. you know what I was doing. So, anyways, uh, you guys mocked me on, on on that. But if if you uh, if you follow or if you heeded that advice, it, it would have uh, been fairly fruitful. Taking a whiff on the mark. All mm. right, we need to get some more questions in yeah. now. I like this. Mm, that's not bad. Uh, Zach, did you listen to uh, any of Shields' myriad podcast appearances elsewhere in the podcast world? I I have not. That's 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 on my list. I'll probably get around to it when when wow, she gets around to reading our no 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 when <laughs> when she, when she'll reads our back and forth. Yeah, now um, you're talking. Yeah, no, I, I've I've been busy listening to Chris Long and um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no. In all seriousness, I I I am gonna get some time this weekend where I'm not uh, working, where I will definitely be listening to podcasts. So I will listen to those. I did listen last night to Shields' appearance uh, on the Bill Barnwell podcast, and he does, you know, he does turn his nose up at Birds with Friends. But I actually read it as a a macro uh, tip of the uh, hat or whatever to Birds with Friends fans because Bill made a very good joke, and Shield just totally no sold it, which is exactly what he does on this show. Wait, he made a joke. What was the joke? Well, it was it wasn't a joke. I guess it was. Yeah, a it wasn't a joke. It was a good compliment. Yeah, it was a compliment. I think he called the birds with friends the preeminent or something uh, Eagles podcast out there. And so I, I, I read I, it as the preeminent podcast period out there. But you know, okay, that's my read. Yeah, so wind I, of change. I, you, you know, some people might like, but I say listen, Bo. When you go on these national outlets, you got to act like you've been there before. Okay, mm. so when somebody gives you the compliment, you, you know, could just, you just say thank you, and you didn't even say a word. You take it in stride and you move on. You want to act like you're getting that kind of feedback all the time. Say, I've got a lot. To, I'm an old man here on this podcast. I have a lot of wisdom to give you how to handle compliments, all those things. So we'll, we'll work on it. Okay. Uh, before we get to the questions, there's, uh, I guess, some somewhat Eagles news. Zach, we just got off a, a very informative Zoom press conference with Brandon Graham. What did you learn? Well, Brandon Graham is is just like us in the sense that, <laughs> that very um, much. yeah, that his 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 wife needs him at at uh, you know for whatever. Uh, responsibilities there are at a given time. His his uh, children uh, could could uh, come into the room when he's on a call. So he was in the middle of the teleconference, and, and or he wasn't even in the middle. Rather. It was like just it the beginning. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, and his his daughter came in. His wife needed him. 
Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's nice to see because, because I, like I said, it's, it's the type of thing we're all dealing with. Fortunately, I'm, I keep myself on mute most of the time here, but, uh, I, I realized, uh, tonight I, I was not on mute when we were waiting for Brandon and I, I had the same type of thing happen to me and I quickly put it on mute. Uh, so I, I know that's, that's, that's not Oh yeah, not we got to hear you news. say that you were, uh, you, you were, you were audibly to the rest of us saying something about how you had a uh, conference call. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, so that's, that's not about the Eagles, but, uh, that, that was a humanizing moment in the video call. In terms of what's going on with the Eagles, Phil Jackson spoke to the team today, uh, spoke about the last dance, spoke about perseverance. Um, those were some of the, uh, messages that, uh, the former Bills, uh, I'm sorry, the former Bulls and Lakers coach and Knicks executive. And Knicks, yeah. Knicks executive, <laughs> yes, uh, spoke to, to the Eagles about today. Um, he's the, uh, you think he spent a lot of time talking about the Knicks executive part? I can't imagine, no, no. Um, and then, uh, you know, he, he spoke a, a lot about, uh, working out during this, um, you know, in in quarantine, he's 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 been on the field with Darius Slay recently. Emphasized that they've been socially distancing, but have been working out together. Uh, he's been working out at, at home with his wife. He 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 posts those workouts on Instagram. Um, Brandon Graham tragically uh, he lost two ants uh, to to COVID nineteen, and he had another. And I believe, or for a family member who uh, was afflicted with it, uh, so you know it, it, it has hit close to home with him. Um, switching gears to football, he's he's eager for the season. Says that you know whenever they're back, uh, it's it's not going to matter that they miss time. You know the, the the ring still counts the same, and that's what he's going after. He's the longest tenured eagle now, and uh, which is interesting given his his career arc. Uh, so he he spoke about that. And then I, I thought uh, Bo wasn't he uh, wasn't he already the longest tenured eagle? No, Jason Peters was. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, Jason sense. Peters yeah. had had one year on him. And then um, uh, Bo asked him another humanizing question, which was the, uh, the the chores around the house. And Brandon enjoyed that, and I'll I'll see the floor to Bo to discuss that. Uh, well, I don't know if we need to give those answers, but I will I will say that like you know we make fun of uh, hashtag even better guy, and there's no way to tell. Uh, like what kind of guy he is at home, but I do I do respect the fact that uh, you get the sense that Brandon Graham is actually like doing his part in the household, uh, which may or may not be unlike more uh, professional athletes, I guess. Wow, that's a shot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, uh, there's I think there's a lot of guys doing the, their part in the household. I'm not you, saying he's the only one. I just say I respect Lena. that he is. You're letting a couple bad headlines out there uh, stereotype the entire group. I'm sure there's a lot of good dads out there. I didn't doing say their he's part. the only one. I said I respect that he is one of the ones who is okay. doing it. Well, I agree. And he's it's also not, someone. Not, listen, who... this is not just a shot at uh, professional athletes. This is a shot at all uh, dads out there who just you know want to want to make the money and get out and get out of the way and le- let the housework be done to the for, for the wife. Wow. Come on, this get down good. and dirty. Let's go. <laughs> It's going in a lot of different directions. Maybe we should get to the Eagles' questions. <laughs> eh, I mean, I don't know. Okay, that's fine. Uh, the other thing that uh, was like semi newsy is uh, ESPN's Tim McManus, former uh, partner slash confidant of Mr. Capadia, had the report that the Eagles do want to add a veteran running back, and they have narrowed it down. To Devonte Freeman, Carlos Hyde, and Lashawn McCoy. What say you, Shield? I mean, why would you want Lashawn McCoy? Really? I don't understand uh, the Lashawn McCoy like, thing at all. Other than nostalgia and trying to right the wrongs of the Chip Kelly era, uh, this is a guy who's had all kinds of off-field issues. You know, really non-flattering uh, type stuff out there. I can't. I can't even recap it all. I mean, I would have to research it and come up with a list, but it has not been And the good. best part about that is the thing he said the other day that uh, the spoiling the Avengers movies was the was the one thing he would he would take back if he could take it back. <laughs> well, I, uh, I did not see that, yeah. but uh yeah. well, that I mean, listen, seem you can't like you, you, it's like you can't once that once that uh, thing has been thrown out of the bus, it can't be unthrown. But then, I mean, 
Andy Reid thought LaShawn McCoy was so cooked that he didn't even dress him for the Super Bowl when he's going for a, a title there. So, I mean, really, how much could exactly. this guy have left? Do you think you have a better read on him? I mean, it's not like Andy Reid was playing, uh, you know, with um, whatever Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley back there. Like, LaShawn McCoy couldn't even be one of the guys who dressed in that backfield. So, uh I don't get that at all. That feels like totally a nostalgia move. Like, go out and find somebody. Like, uh, get some, look for a Boston Scott on another team. You know, maybe somebody who can give you some juice who's cheap. Why does it have to be like one of these veterans who's who's played a lot, especially at the running back position? I mean, Chris Carson was an undrafted free agent. There are guys all over the league, or he was a seventh-round pick. I mean, there are guys all over the league, uh, you know, who were not taken early in drafts. Who could come in? The guy doesn't even have to play a big role. So I don't get that one at all. Uh, Devontae Freeman, you know, he's had his moments in the league. Statistically, he was uh, terrible last year. Uh, legitimately terrible. Uh, Carlos Hyde was kind of the opposite. He's been bad pretty much everywhere. And he was, you know, decent last year. None of these guys really excite me. Um, I don't really see the need to rush into one of these. I mean, I would really wait until August, see if any of them are still out there. If they're not, who cares? You know, sign somebody else. But uh, I would put McCoy last on out of those three. And the other two, uh, you know, I, I think Devontae Freeman is a very good I believe a very good like locker room teammate type guy. So I, I don't know. That would be meaningful to me when you have a guy like Miles Sanders there. Um, you know, I, I don't think Devontae Freeman's going to be crying for touches or anything like that. So maybe I would have him first. Yeah. So a few things here. First off, um, the uh, Seahawks have an offer in to Devontae Freeman, according to Mike Silver at the NFL Network. Uh, what does that mean? Four million dollar offer. Okay. What's that? It's just, um, just a, and, that's a funny thing. Like they got an offer in. They they made an offer to Freeman of uh, of one year up to four million. Uh, the sense I get is 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 that the Eagles are not looking to spend much um, for this role. Uh, they do want to you know I I I believe that that they want a, a veteran running back just to have that presence in the room. The uh, most experienced running back they have now is Corey Clement. Miles Sanders is going to be the guy. They're not really looking for like a, a committee here. Um, these are the, are the three names that have been kind of discussed the most during the past week. I would say that uh, for my purposes, for our purposes, LaShawn McCoy is the best one uh, because oh, that would be a joy to cover. Um, I disagree. For, for the team's purposes, um, I think Carlos Hyde is the best fit. And then I would say Freeman's probably the, 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 the best player of the three of them. Um, but, uh, I don't think any of them are like so outstanding. And, and certainly, uh, I, th- I, I think the Eagles will go with a, like a, a veteran, a, a veteran minimum type deal for this role. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a guy you're adding with the hopes that, uh, one of the undrafted rookies beats him out in training camp, um, and it's like a, it's a failsafe. And I think I would probably tilt towards Hyde because you know if you're if you're trying to convince me that this is a uh, someone you need, then they should at least bring a, a bit of a different skill set. Like you know I don't I don't know that Devonte Freeman's going to be picking up uh, you know third and ones for you with with relative consistency. So. Nah, that's overrated. I think. I think it is too, but at least it's a different type of player. I think Boston Scott was pretty good, actually, at short yardage. Uh, he was. I mean, these although, are all small samples. But. Yeah, of course. So, I don't know. I mean, what's the like? What's the rush to sign any of these guys? Wait until you, yeah. you know the football is even coming back before you sign a, a mediocre old running back. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you need to be aggressive there. I, I would be focusing on a um, depth offensive lineman, to be honest, over yeah. over, uh, over running back. All right, let's get to the questions. Uh, from uh, Dan Dan Tosti, Pecknest Migrate, Quarantine Edition, Sweatpants, Streaming Services, All Food Delivery. Sweatpants, um, Streaming Services, Food Delivery. So I, I am, uh, I am nesting the streaming services. Absolutely. I think you have to. I think 100%. you have to. Yeah. yeah. Nest, uh, I, I mean, am, if we're keeping I'm, it just to sweatpants and you're not getting the, you know, pajama pants or joggers, I think no, that's an easy no, one. no, 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 no. I think I think you got to include all that for these. Okay, purposes. I think I think yeah. I agree with that then. Yeah. So anything? I'm, I'm, anything? I'm, I'm, I'm pecking delivery. 
because uh, yeah, I, I, I want to support these local restaurants, and you know, I. I you're only food, ordering so. one meal if it's a peck. Is that what a yeah. peck is in yeah, this case? Yeah, you're only getting one. Yes. You're only getting one. Yes, but <laughs> but this is as opposed to like not doing it at all. You know, so I think I think I would play. Yeah, you would place like a seven hundred dollar order or something, <laughs> and, uh, stash as much as you can, maybe feed the neighbors and uh, and try to uh, try to support them. Well, and you're also not getting anything out of a one time sweatpant, like. Uh, save it for a special occasion, maybe a Father's Day, your birthday, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I think but, you do uh, a big. I think you do a big food delivery. But uh, the other thing is, you can get away. You know, you can do some. You can do some. You know, clandestine pickups instead of deliveries. Yeah, you Just have other options. It's not like you can't eat from the restaurant. So, um, all right. Yeah, I would. I, I think I would agree with Zach's there. All right. Let me find another question here. These questions are these ones are not so great. Oh, okay. All right, well, mark, mark it. Go ahead. All right, while you go look for them, I want to tell you about the Black Tux. The Black Tux believes every groom deserves a better experience when it comes to finding formal wear, a suit or tuxedo for their big day. Did you know the Black Tux was actually started by two guys who had one of the worst tuxedo fittings you could imagine? It turns out they aren't alone in this frustration. Just listen to these one-star reviews from competitor tux shops that shall not be named. Go elsewhere. This place is pretty terrible unless you're dressing like your grandpa for Halloween. We felt weird buying a suit from somebody so unhappy. We were afraid his bad vibes might follow us to our wedding day, so we left. What I love about Black the Black Tux is that they have an easy online ordering process that brings your suit or tuxedo straight to you. Just pick a style at theblacktux.com and request a free home try-on so you can feel the fit and quality before you commit. And if online isn't your style, the Black Tux has showrooms all over the country where you can find your fit and plan your look. From there, they'll ship your order two weeks before your wedding so you can check it one last time. Talk about commitment. Whether you're buying your outfit or looking to rent, you won't find a formal wear experience or designs like the ones you'll find at the Black Tux. If you want your wedding to be remembered for the right reasons, Order your suit or tuxedo at theblacktux.com and enjoy 10% off with code BIRDS. That's blacktux.com, code BIRDS for 10% off your purchase. The Black Tux, formal wear for the moment. When you say finding formal wear, I always think you're going to say finding Forrester. Forrester. Mm. Good. Enjoyed that one back in the day. Yeah, punch the keys, Jamal. Okay. Uh, question from Andrew, who donated to our uh, our No Kid Hungry fundraiser if you were allowed only one condiment in your fridge what would it be mm. one condiment in your fridge so uh, the condiments are uh ketchup mayo mustard you consider salsa a condiment uh i think for these purposes probably uh, i would probably say ketchup i'm going sriracha Oh my god! What a hipster! What I know a that hipster that's a hipster right answer, here. but it's what my I use. The, it's, I use it more right. now. Casey F- would go. Casey would go ketchup. He's just been uh, trying to eat straight ketchup, and we got, we got to convince him. We got to dip something in that bad boy. Uh, that's uh, that's Naya. Yeah, she was. The, she is the same boy, and she's seven. So uh, <laughs> don't don't expect him to grow out of it anytime soon. <laughs> I, I would I would probably go hot sauce. I'm not, I'm not going to limit it to to a particular type of hot sauce. Uh, well, you got you get one condiment. Hot yeah, sauce. you gotta you like, gotta give us like a brand, like what di- what bottle of hot yeah. sauce? Um, I mean, uh, I mean that's very yeah, general. I, 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 I like I like sriracha. Um, I like uh, you know I I like the old um, you know Frank's hot sauce. Uh, there's you know there's you a like restaurant. A Cholula, that I like in, you like a crystal? What do you got? No, so yeah, just just the the the, the normal one. Now now there is a my, my my favorite restaurant in Philadelphia is is Vernick, and they have a hot mm. sauce that that they give out with uh, their chicken, and it's um I love that hot sauce. So I, I I suppose if I could have that, then that hot sauce. But I would just say hot sauce because of the versatility of it. All right, interesting. S- Speaking of hipsters, you know, these, uh, I know we've talked about The Last Dance and, and, uh, you know, it's over now and there's, uh, there's, there's blowback and, I just feel like now it's become very popular, like, oh, this was, you know, a Michael Jordan production. He did, like, we knew this going in. I mean, I only right. have a, 
I only have a problem with that if it's like hidden and it's sold as something it's not. I mean, everything I heard from the beginning of this, like the first thing about it was that Michael Jordan, you know, co-produced it and he had a hand in it and he had to approve it. I don't understand why people get all up in arms about this. Like you watch it through that lens and now everyone who feels like they were wronged in it can come out and crush him, which we've heard. It's been very entertaining. Horace Grant, uh, right. Scotty, Scotty Pippen. Uh, I don't understand why this is like a huge problem. Like, why is this a huge problem? Well, I, I mean, think really. that's like the, the key is to is to watch the whole thing through that prism. That's like that's what's interesting is this is the story he wants to tell. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I, I think was that's thoroughly yeah. entertained for every Sunday, and I'm going to miss it this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, and there was nothing. There was nothing over the past two months that was anywhere near as appointment television as oh, that. Oh, every weekend I, I looked forward to it, and and like I said, like the you know other people's voices are not being muted like you know they're crushing him and that's entertaining too it's keeping right. it in the uh news cycle i mean really i was thinking what should happen here's a million dollar idea uh everyone who feels like they were really wronged you know horace grant i think um you know i don't know if his if, if his ex-wife would fall into this category mm. i think scotty pippen hasn't given any interviews since this aired i do uh, think that the pippen thing is like he he gets the short shaft on that like he is he is undersold throughout i think uh, Luke Longley, I think, refused to be a part of it, right? He he didn't want it because his experience was uh, was mm. so bad. How about all the – they should all uh, do like um, – I don't know, his pay-per-view still – is that still a thing? I guess it would pa- be on A pay-per-view demand. Zoom of Scott Burrell just you know, lay, laying yeah. into Michael. How about all – they should do like an hour, two hours, however long they want to do. Uh, proceeds can go to their favorite charity. Uh, who's not buying that? That's a home run idea. That's some content. That's some programming for you. You know, whoever wants that. You know what occurred to me uh, the other night is it's funny that Ron Harper played on a bunch like he played on those Bulls teams, and the only clip they used from the interview with him was about the Elo shot. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Harper is also going. I mean, everyone. So if you want to go after him, that's great. I want to hear that also. I want to hear everything about this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say that that like if 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 you're looking for an unauthorized account, if you will, like a, a read playing for keeps by David Halberstam. Or, I'm reading that right or, now. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Who's book. the hipster now? Um, How is that? <laughs> How's that hipster? <laughs> First off, <laughs> okay. All right, do I listen? You're reading a you, book. Give me give me reading like a, a book is a hipster activity. <laughs> All right, yeah, we need some type of poll, Twitter poll, Sriracha or reading a Michael Jordan book, which is yeah. <laughs> which really, which is more hipster. I think I think I would come out on top on that. Mm. Yeah, but you're growing a mustache. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a, there's a lot of uh, great Jordan books. Um, you know, there's there's about three that I've read that I I, I would say like they really give a good account. Of Jordan, you you know going into this what this documentary is, and frankly, if the option is like no documentary at 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 at, at all, so they don't use this footage or documentary that is executive produced by by Jordan or or Jordan's people, then I would definitely take the latter. I would like to get uh, Steve Wolf on that uh, on that pay per view too. By the way, mm. uh, he, he's probably too classy, but I you know I would love to hear him just come out and uh, crush MJ over something. I don't know. I think it's going to have to be me on his behalf. He's, he's not doing well, any crushing. That, that would be fine with me also. Uh, <laughs> I'll put you in touch with Scotty Pippen I'll, after the podcast. That'd be good. I'd love to get Scotty on Birds with Friends. I'll be watching the uh, be watching the Lance Armstrong documentary this Sunday. Okay. Seems was that uh, was there a Wolf family member involved in that one? Yeah, no. Uh, Lance and my dad do not have any beef, but but uh, <laughs> Eve, Eve is involved. So yeah, I'll, I'll all right, watching. wow, okay. I'll, well, I'll be watching that as well. Very good. Uh, for some reason, Andrew, uh, young Andrew, who asked the condiment question, is also curious what all of our thoughts are on the pickle. Uh, just the pickle in general, huh? You yeah. guys can go ahead first. I will say I used to hate pickles. Uh, as a as a young man, and uh, in my adulthood, have it's it's one of those one of those few foods that my opinion has changed over time. I'm now mm-hmm. I'm now pro pickle. Okay, Burma. Yeah, I am. I'm not a pickle guy. Uh, don't like the pickle, but but I, I I've been to like two or three delis that have the pickle bar. Uh, if you're familiar with that, and and I I like that because of the of the uh, 
the variety there, but not a pickle guy. I'm a take it or leave it pickle guy. If that's coming on my uh, sandwich or uh, hoagie or veggie burger or whatever, I'm I'm not taking it out. I'll eat it, and sometimes I'll say, "Wow, I'm glad this is on there. I enjoy it." I, I you know, if I'm ordering like a sort of custom made thing, I would say about. Like 20% of the time, I'll throw the uh, pickle on there. And then if it's a side pickle, you know, on the side, like with a sandwich, uh, with the with the potato chips, uh, I generally will eat that. I will eat that pickle. So uh, not a priority for me, but I'm fine with it. That's about how I feel. I think that's I think that's right. Although, I, you know, as it's uh, it's been sort of going up over time, I feel like I, I've never liked the pickle more than I like it now. Yeah, now that you're mentioning it, I you know when I when I said put the potato chip like pickle combo, uh, that would that would taste great right now. That does sound good. All right, uh, see you guys. Question from uh, from Eagles HQ: We need an update on how potty training is going from from Zach. And this this is a this is a very interesting topic. I'm 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 excited to hear what you have to say. So it's 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 gone well for the most part. Uh, you know, he alerts us whenever he he needs to use the bathroom. Um, and, and, and so we, we don't have accidents like we had earlier on. Uh, the caveat I, I would give is that, um, we've been in the house, obviously. So, mm. you know, we, we haven't had a situation where, where we're out and, or we're on a long car ride or something like that. And, uh, and, and there's, you know, there's an accident or, or something like that, you know, or, and, and, and we haven't used a public bathroom yet either. So when Did we talk about this up, on the podcast we, already? Or I was believe this off we did. Podcast? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was it was one or the other, but um, but we did talk well, about we, this. We, yeah, we so. doubled up on potty training questions. That's good. So, but we are starting. So, well, listen, here in the Wolf House, we are starting potty training tomorrow. So we it's all we've been talking about. Casey's ready to go. Uh, I hear that it's like uh, the second day or the third day will be harder because the first day it's like it's a novelty. It doesn't what really set in. What strategy are, are you going with? Well, we're hunkering. We're hunkering down. This is a this is a long weekend, uh, you know, with Memorial Day on Monday for my wife. Mm-hmm. So we're 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 hunkering down. We're just going, uh, you know. Tomorrow is is like no pants all day. We can just go to the bathroom. Yep. Is that what is you guys not, said? Yes. Is it is it is it not a holiday weekend for you? Just for your wife? Yeah. What was that? <laughs> uh, I thought well, that I mean, was like I, still, well. I still I still have work to do. Oh, okay. I'll be. I mean, I'll be. I'm here. I'm. I'm here to help out. I'm. I'm. I'm I'm all the way in it too. I'm just saying. Maybe it's like the opposite of 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 Brandon Graham. Maybe maybe on Saturday. Maybe I'm just saying. I got so I got some writing to do. That's all. But I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. There you go. Uh, All right, Sheila. You got any advice for as the grizzled vet? I think, as I've said before, this was like the one thing that went well in our in mm, our right. uh, parenting was potty training. So uh, it was days where you know you would uh, just say every half hour it felt like you have to go to the, go sit on the potty, go sit on the potty. Uh, you give a little uh, M M&M and M or something if they do a number two on there. I think and, uh, and yeah, I think um, we're doing the M M&M and M thing. We might try that. Yeah, we felt like we could have. I felt like I don't think my wife feels this way that we probably should have done it earlier, considering uh, how well it went at the time. Mm. So it was a success for us. Yeah, stickers was our our uh, nice present. Uh, good, better. Uh, you're not damaging the teeth that way, especially mm. t- tough to get to a dentist nowadays. So that's, I know that's right. Uh, okay, and, uh, an Eagles question: The Eagles looked incredibly slow and plodding last year, but their red zone numbers were still good. Seems like their size at least helps there. If the Eagles overcorrect for speed to help between the 20s, will their red zone numbers drop? Uh, I don't think so. They were actually, uh, I believe, very, very good running the ball in the red zone, I want to say. And also, uh, I think the 12 personnel, which I mock openly, uh, in the red zone, that has been a very uh, effective package for them. I think a lot of red zone is just, uh, you know, your quarterback. Is he, can he process quickly? Is he willing to throw it into tight windows? All those different types of things. It's kind of a lot of, uh, you know, I, I think it plays to Carson Wentz's strengths. And also, uh, as Doug Peterson has told us, Press Taylor was in charge of the red zone game planning last year. And uh, the red zone was uh, very good. So kudos to him as well. Uh, I would I would suspect that as long as Carson Wentz is the quarterback, uh, they're going to be pretty good in the red zone. Yeah, I, I would agree with with Shield there, and and I I think the speed 
uh, is a good point, you know, the emphasis or the overcorrection, how, however you want to phrase it, but they still have those tight ends. And, and you know, I, I, I still think Wentz to Ertz is, is going to be a big connection in the red zone. Same thing with Wentz to Goddard, and they have the play calling. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about the red zone offense now. I have a question for you. What do you got? So I'm doing these uh, – they, these will hopefully debut soon on the, the Athletic. I'm doing sort of these deep dives on every team over the next uh, 10 weeks or so. Uh, I did an Eagles one. Where, when that one goes up, I'm sure we'll talk about it on the podcast. But right now I'm working on – be the judge a, of that. I'm working on a Cowboys one. And I was – you know, I Bo, you have been very critical of Dak Prescott over the years. I think Zach uh, likes him a little bit more than you do. Is there like an area – so so basically I, I've spent much of my day researching Dak Prescott and he's been un, unbelievably consistent like across every – especially last year. Like every category I look at, you know, whether it's different coverages, whether it's against the blitz, not against the blitz, whether it's a certain personnel package, whether it's uh, late in game. Like all the I, – I kind of am looking at all these different things for every quarterback and I have not found an area where he's – like below average where you would say this is his kryptonite. So I'm wondering if there's anything you think off the eye test or after having covered these games over the years that I should look at uh, that could potentially, you know, hey, this is a weakness for him, um, something that could be exposed, something he needs to work on, anything like that. Uh, is I mean, this is like a very football guy thing for me to say, but can you look at playing in the elements, playing like, you know, late season games in cold weather, mm, look at you, concussion uncling it up. I think I think there's a I think there's an arm strength question with Dak. Okay, I disagree, but okay. okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I like might, Dak. I'm not. I, I, well, I, I'm not, I wouldn't say that I like him, but I think. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. It's a tiny sample uh, yeah. that we're talking about. But I have I have softened my anti Dak stance. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm 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 curious how he does when Zeke is out of the lineup. Now I I understand that. Uh, that there's a major drop off there. Um, you know, it's it's not like they had replacement level uh, running backs behind him, but uh, you know, I I think that with the attention Zeke gets, um, you know, I I certainly think that that helps Dak. And there have been enough games without him in the lineup that you you can probably see what's it like when he needs to put the team on his back. Because I I know just from talking to the Eagles, uh, it really seems Elliott is their emphasis when they go into those games. Okay, I like that. Very good. All right. Uh, Daniel wants to know, is defense overrated beyond defensive line and a ball hawk? Hmm. So basically, like, linebacker? Yeah, I guess, like... (laughs) Uh, I I, I understand the question. I think pass rush is not overrated. I I think run defense is... uh, can be overrated. And... I, I say that, look at like the Packers this past year. Their, their run defense wasn't very good. Look how, you know, I, I mean, they were a very good football team. You you need to be able to, to well, get then, to the but quarterback. But then the Niners just ran all over them in the playoffs. Yes, but, I mean, they, they still got there. You know, they, they were still, a, you, you, you need to look at, at the overall season. Um, and I, I think you can get run defense at, a, at, at an affordable price. I think that if I was building a roster, I would really emphasize my pass rush and I would get someone who could match up against a, a top receiver. And then I would get a bunch of versatile players to play elsewhere. Um, but Position I would really nice, emphasize, nice. yes, I would really emphasize my pass rush. That would be my priority. Sheila, I want to know where you come down on the, on the uh, you know, evolving notion that uh, defensive backs are more important than defensive line. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, none of the like the sort of analytics behind it haven't really convinced me, but I, I don't think it's crazy either. I mean, it, it's tough because so uh, like look at a team like the Ravens last year. They did not invest heavily in their pass rush. They did not have a great pass rush. They invested big time in their secondary and they blitzed over 50 percent of the time and their pass defense was fourth in DVOA. So in that respect, I feel like 
if you feel like you can hold up in coverage, you know, whether it's playing, um, you know, man coverage with one high safety or even, you know, uh, they zero blitzed all the time, then you can manufacture a pass rush. I mean, it's just a math thing. You're sending additional bodies at the quarterback if you feel like you can hold up on the back end. You can do that. Now, obviously, the preference from a lot of smart coaches is if you can win with, it's the opposite. You know, if you can get home with four, well, then your your secondary doesn't have to be great. You can commit seven people. You can have extra bodies against the people you're covering. So I, I don't really feel that strongly uh, one way or the other about it. Uh, I think it is, you know, interesting. Certainly a team like the Patriots, um, they seem to be investing more in the secondary. I mentioned it with the Ravens. So there are teams that you're seeing are kind of taking in this approach, build the the back end, and then kind of make make do uh, with the pass rush. The Eagles, you know, certainly are not uh, that way. Although, you know, now, now that they added Darius Slay, um, they have more invested in the cornerback position. With uh, I do kind of agree with the overall premise. I mean, it's just hard to build a defense that's going to be good year after year after year. So you want to get the most talented players. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, like a good defense is not going to guarantee you success like a good passing offense is. I certainly would focus everything on a passing defense over anything in terms of stopping the run. But, Bo, I think you made a good point where it's, you know, we I, I think we all probably feel that way that run defense is overrated, but it can kind of bite you in a big spot like it did with the Packers. I mean, they got ran all over in that playoff game and the Ravens, I just mentioned, they played the Titans in the playoffs uh, and their run defense was not good. And they gave up 195 rushing yards uh, and gave up big explosive plays. It's not like they're giving up, you know, four and a half, five yards a carry. Like they were giving up a 60 yard run, another 25 yard run, sort of these game changing plays. And so, uh, you know, I don't think you can ignore it all the way. I think you need to have a plan where if it's a certain matchup um, where the other team is really good, really efficient at running the ball, you, you have to have an answer for that or it can kind of cost you a game. I think there is like a um, there is a definitiveness in certain circles about the defensive backs over defensive line uh, debate that sort of reminds me of like um, overrating how important uh, catcher framing was at certain points. It's like uh, the the information is incomplete. Just because we are at this level of knowledge doesn't mean that this is the end point of that discussion. Um, that's just sort of how I feel, and I think we've talked about it before. That I, I maybe this is just anecdotal, but it seems to me like defensive back performance is probably more volatile year over year than defense, like than than a pass rusher's performance. I actually think in the research that that that's not that, the case. No, I think that is the case. That, oh, okay. So it, it doesn't do you much good, you know. Like right. yeah, yeah, you want to build up a great back end, but um, the pass rushers who are good generally it's year over year. You, you know what you're getting with them. More so than a cornerback who can just have a you know a bad year or isn't good for a three four five year stretch in a row. So it's sort of even if the information is correct, it's kind of hard to make it that useful. Right. Um, given that, uh, a question from Noah Becker: uh, What Shields take on the Frank Reich video where he gushed about Michael Pittman Jr.? I didn't even I didn't watch the video. I'm you haven't seen this video. I mean, I'm aware of the video, but you know, I don't need uh, Noah. You know, I've always said my favorite Becker listener is Sam Becker. Anyway, so mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any questions from him. But mine uh, is Jordan. I, I, I well, yeah. I, you know what? I, I take that back. They're they're uh, they're both tied at the top with Noah mm-hmm. distant uh, a distant third. So I don't know if you have any questions wow, from no them. No respect would, for Hannah Becker. That is, uh, oof, I don't know how that's going to go over. <laughs> I would uh, I would love to uh, answer those, but uh, I ha- I have not watched it. No, you want to fill me in on it? I'm aware. Uh, of it's it. insane. He's like he's he's over the top um, for Pittman as if he's like the best receiver in the draft. And it's it's for all the reasons that I think uh, we didn't like him, that like this is a guy who's got such a high floor and he can come in and do everything right away. It For me, it was it was actually therapeutic because I no longer pine for Frank Reich. This was like the end of, of that part of me. Well, that's that's covering up for his GM. That's how a good coach-GM relationship works. The GM takes the guy you don't want, but you sell it and try to make him look mm. good. He, he's always been a team player like that. You know, you, I, I I liked those uh, those videos though that the Colts put out. Like it, it really good. gave you a behind the scenes of the process, uh, which which I always enjoy. Yeah, I mean, especially I, I, after the fact. Like like there's there's no there's so little downside to doing that after the fact. You know, I would agree. And 
I don't know. I think that's a that's a bold question from uh, you know if if you're a fan of an organization whose second round pick who you know the coach was on board with last year had a historically bad rookie season. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who's evaluating who here, but that would be kind of my response there. Um, the next question comes from <laughs> Tracer Bullet. Uh, the offensive staff took the fall for an underwhelming 2019. Who gets the axe if the team disappoints this season? Mm, good question. That is a good what question. What qualifies as, as disappoint? I mean, Certainly disappointing not enough that somebody deserves to be axed. Okay. Like, I think yeah. it would have to be not making the playoffs, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Hmm. I think Jim Sh- I would I would nominate Jim Schwartz probably. As a guy who might, uh, uh, Fall yeah, I mean, is, if, uh, who is it? Chris if, Carter. <laughs> Chris yeah. Carter would say yeah, Fall guy. Fall yeah. Guy. <laughs> yes. If, if, if the defense struggles. Now, if the offense, like, looks, looks bad this year, um, then I can see, like, a change in play calling. You know, I, I can see that happening. Oh. Uh, I feel like that's uh, where Doug would put his put his foot down. Wow. Maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, and and maybe that's when it comes. You know, maybe when the, there's a, a line in the sand there. Uh, but if if they disappoint with an offense that is just lackluster, and then you you can't just reshuffle the the staff again. Um, it's it's not going to be blamed on the quarterback at least internally. I, I don't believe. Uh, and so. Yeah, so I, I I think they'll look at the person calling plays. So basically, we both just said it's not going to be blamed on the GM for the personnel, whether it's... <laughs> no, I don't believe it's going to be blamed on the <laughs> What GM. would it take? Yeah. What uh, I mean, uh, what would it take for, you think, uh, it to come down on Howie Roseman? I cannot think of a, I cannot think of a scenario to be honest. I think he would I think he would get another coaching hire before it came down on Howie Roseman. Interesting. Yeah, like I, I think it would, it wouldn't be this year. It would take um, a, it, it would, it would take another off season when like no plan worked, or, or I, or I, I, I guess no decision seemed to work. And you can't necessarily say that about the 2019 off season because like the Miles Sanders pick was a good pick. Um, you know, they, sure. they, they made some moves, but, but if, if Dillard doesn't work out, I think if Dillard um, is a disaster, like if Dillard is benched. And yeah, and Rager. And if Rager's is, bad, yeah. exactly. Yeah, then I think that's that. That's when you start to look at it. And if if some of the players that either they passed on or they let go, like flourish elsewhere. Hmm. But I mean, even that I feel like would lead to maybe some type of internal restructuring. You know, sure. I, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, there was a point where Jeffrey Lurie gave the head coach full personnel power and took Howie Roseman totally out of. Uh, football operations and then you know in the next phase brought him back to you know control everything and they did win a Super Bowl uh, with with the team that Howie Roseman built and so uh, you know I just feel like there is a loyalty and a commitment there to him where uh, I really cannot imagine a scenario or how bad I think I think like Zach said it would almost have to be you know multiple years out of the play like I don't even think the Dillard and Rager thing would be enough I think it would have to be like multiple years out of the playoffs with Carson Wentz, then maybe it's something that, uh, you know, would is something Jeffrey Lurie would look at. But, you know, at the same time, I don't think Jeffrey Lurie is like uh, patient about this and thinking everything is, is going okay. I just don't think that's where his um, sort of, I don't think that's where he would make his move. I think that's probably right. Uh, since Sheila's uh, doing his deep dive on the Cowboys, the question from Joshua Kidd, if the Cowboys took anyone but C.D. Lamb, would they still be the presumptive favorite in our minds in the NFC East? That's a good question. Anyone but CD I do feel Lamb. like I I do feel like I personally am am waiting that too much as I think about it. Well, uh, I don't know. They might have got the best wide receiver in the draft. I know, I know, but there's. Yeah, I no... mean, if 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 they took Chase on, I I, I still would have liked their draft, and I still would have liked uh, their off season. Um, and I'm, I'm not going out here saying that they are like the presumptive favorite. I, I think it's them or the Eagles, but I, I, I really, I like their roster. Um, but you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, they lost Quinn and they're going to need to replace him. They have, I, I think Tyrone Crawford in there. They don't really have, have much edge rushing, edge rushing depth. They obviously have to have to have, to have Demarcus Lawrence. Their big move on, on defense was adding uh, McCoy, Gerald McCoy, 
And then they added, they, they lost Byron Jones. And so, you know, they took Trayvon Diggs in the second round, but I, I still think their pass rush is something I'll be watching closely. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I don't, you know, I don't think they're a uh, prohibit. Is that the right word? Prohibitive. Yes, prohibitive. Yep. Prohibitive yep. favorite. I think. It, I think it's close. I think that you know they've just at least it seems like they figured out the most important part, which is an efficient passing game and an efficient offense. And the only pl- player, I mean, they lost Travis Frederick, the center on offense, a uh, very good player for sure. But, you know, that that's the only huge loss. They lose Randall Cobb, but they bring in CeeDee Lamb. That's not really a loss. They lose Jason Witten, but they have, you know, Blake Jarwin should be able to give you Jason Witten type uh, production on that offense. So, and, and they didn't change the play caller, which I think was really important. I mean, if Mike McCarthy he came in and said, I'm going to call the plays. Uh, we're going to implement this new system. Then I think that would have been a win for the Eagles and other teams in the NFC East. But there's like a lot of continuity with that offense. And I'm not a big Mike McCarthy fan, but at the very least, if he's just going forward on fourth downs more and, uh, you know, being sort of more aggressive with, with some of that stuff and, um, catering to a strong offense, that is going to give them, uh, a leg up. You know, uh, I looked up, uh, Teams that have, so they finished with a plus 113 point differential last year. Over the last 20 years, they're the only team that's been plus 100 or over and has not finished above 500. That's so a great stat. There's just like, you know, that was a, that was a bad coaching, you know, bad, they, they were bad on special teams. Like there was a lot of kind of flukiness that made them finish with only eight wins last year, where you, if you look at it overall, they were a pretty good team. Not sold on their defense, though. Like uh, Zach mentioned, I mean, you lose Robert Quinn, you lose Byron Jones, and they, and even with those players last year, they were not very good. So I think it's going to be different. Uh, this will be, you know, sort of fun when the Eagles, uh, I know when and if the Eagles get to play them, but it seems like they're going to try to do certainly different things schematically. So it will be a different team to prepare for. I, I'm not convinced it will be a better defense, though. Who's the coordinator now? Mike Nolan? Mike Nolan. Nolan. Okay. Yeah. Is he doing the dress-up thing? I don't think so. That's that seems like a great. Okay. That seems like a great question for a Mike McCar- McCarthy conference call in like October. <laughs> uh, I, I guess we'll already know by then. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, from random Frank P, what is something you need fixed around the house but can't call a pro to come fix it during uh, quarantine? Did we? Did we not do this one already? Did we do this? Or no? So. Or, or did I, Bo just text text this? Maybe to us? I sent it. Maybe uh, did we talk about it on the pod? I, don't know. I can't remember. Well, I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll answer it again. This will be great if, if I already answered it and you listened. Uh, I don't think we need anything uh, fixed, but we've got this uh, this guest room that has a nice – it's a Tempur-Pedic mattress. That I don't my think you've parents, answered this. Okay. Uh, so when we moved to Seattle, uh, my you know my parents were going to visit um, or, or had a plan to visit relatively often, and we didn't have like a, a bed for them. So they said, "Well, you know, we're going to be the ones using it. We will get uh, we'll get a mattress that we like delivered to your house." And so they got this nice uh, Tempur-Pedic queen uh, mattress that they slept on when they visited, or other guests slept on. Mm. And so we've got that back Can't in our house. Can't be sleeping on that bad boy. Look, come come up and get you. And we've got it here in our guest room, uh, and it's a much more comfortable mattress. The mattress I'm, my wife and I are sleeping on. I looked at it the other day, and like where I sleep, there's like a huge indentation. Like that can't be a good thing. That's got to be a sign that I need a new mattress, right? Do you, your guys have that? Um, I think, I think, I mean, or is that normal? Well, yeah, I think that's no. I, mean, I think I mean, a mattress is supposed like, to it, last. It depends what you mean by huge indentation. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Well, you know what? I what are I, you doing I, on that on that bad boy? I, Mo- I'm moving around wake, as you sleep. Um, I'm reading uh, playing for keeps on mm. it. Uh, my, <laughs> doing my hipster self. So anyway, yeah, I would much your own prefer. Cigarettes. I would much prefer this other mattress, but you know that uh, it needs like a new headboard or something with that. You can't have a regular box. I don't know. There's all Wait, kinds of issues. Wait, why can't you just so. switch the mattresses? You you, you can't. It it won't. You can't use the Tempur-Pedic on our box spring or something. Oh, okay. There's something weird. So anyway, uh, I need a little help there. And then my other issue is, you know, I have this office in the basement. I feel like it's depressing to work out of a basement every day. You know, like today, I took the laptop out onto the deck. That was a nice change of pace. But I feel like I need... No, I feel like I need a setup um, upstairs, you know, somewhere else where I can get a nice window, get some sunlight in there. And so that, that is something else I could use some help with. 
These are very first world problems, mm. I understand. How's your sister doing out there? Do we have an update? Doing well. Uh, no, nothing. Uh, you don't nothing want to give her too real. much shine. No, she's 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 doing fine. They have not their hospital has not been overrun or anything like that. So, uh, po- all positive signs. Okay, that's good to hear. Uh, I don't think I have a good answer for this. Although I will say, the other day, um, my neighbor alerted me to the fact that I had a we we had a bunch of uh, like. Uh, tree debris like leaves and uh, other stuff that falls from trees clogging up the top of our gutter so i climbed up on that ladder and uh, unplugged that bad boy what what a deluge yeah wow i didn't think you were capable of such a thing (laughs) Mm. i didn't i didn't know that i was either but that was about you know three years in the making of uh of of stuff uh, clogging up that bad boy so there you go very nice zach you guys are big go ahead what's that no 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 i go on you guys a big Sesame Street house? It's interesting you you bring that up because uh, Sesame Street was was huge for us it, and and still is to us to a certain extent. Like my uh, you know my, my son has an Elmo bed. Uh, we have we kept telling him before this obviously that that we were going to go to Sesame Place for his birthday, mm-hmm. and so he had been talking about that every single day. Uh, but it seems like during the past, it's been what like seventy two days. Uh, during this, that mm-hmm. that he's re- that that he started to um, change some of his interests. He's really into PJ Masks. Oh yeah, and, and Paw Patrol. Oh and, yeah, uh, the classics. Yeah, and and is and likes uh, Mickey Mouse and like the, the the Disney characters, and that seems to be getting a higher priority than Sesame Street, which it was. Uh, it's like. Sesame Street was the end all be all for a while. I think we have made. I think our households have made a trade. I think. Uh, I think Casey and Reed made a trade on the sly because o- over the past uh, whatever days we have become a Sesame Street house. That's that's all that's really? ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's well, good. Your, me, do you guys watch Sesame Street? Chill. No, they did never you? got into. Never it. did. Oh, I was going to do an impromptu Sesame Street draft, but uh, I guess we'll have to say that for another pod. Save that for the cereal too, draft. Too bad. Uh, okay, let's get a, let's get a couple more in, and then we can. Do you uh, need to let the uh, listeners know about anything, Bo? Oh, uh, you sure? I, sure, I do. Give me one second. You know, maybe well, if you're uh, speaking of having Sesame, issues uh, with your mattress, yeah. if you uh, have an interest, if, issues with your mattress, and you know you think that at some point in your life you'd like to have this Sesame Street conversation, uh, you know, maybe three years from now, well, then I would like to know if you were to guess on average. How many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor? What would you say? A week, maybe? Actually, on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities, basically a month. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You can also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com slash birds for a free online visit and free two-day shipping that's getroman.com slash birds for a free online visit and free two-day shipping all right let's get uh, let's get a couple more questions in and then we get uh, zach to his grilling what are you grilling tonight zach i uh, grilling steaks tonight oh big daddy over here all right <laughs> big daddy. yeah what's the, what's the occasion wow okay. uh yeah just just it's a nice Thursday night, night yeah. yeah very nice nice uh f- from NR Garrett more rushing yards this year Carson Wentz or Jalen Rager more what rushing did, yards what did Wentz uh, have Carson last Wentz. year do you have a number from Wentz last year I mean I can pull it up I yeah, would I'm say Wentz right yeah now. I don't it's I don't think I mean yeah. Rager you, although you need like one big play from Rager could swing it you know if he has like a 40 yard run or something that that could swing it but I would say Wentz Carson Wentz yeah, Carson had 243. Had, had 200. Oh, yep. scooped you. <laughs> 243 rushing uh, yards last year. Uh, but only 93 the year before. 
So, you know, oh. if he, if he yeah. breaks his back I th- I again. I think they're pretty conservative yeah. coming yeah. off the ACL. I think they, and with they the let Carson back. be Carson a little more last year. Yes. Uh, Jason Hankey wants to know, what happened to Shields' foray into golf? Have you been hitting the simulators all winter? Uh, no, but I ha- I did get a uh, a little like putting green for the basement. You know, oh, like, you know, like, uh, maybe not so, so depressing. No, I mean, it, there were some really uh, fancy ones that you look at and you're like, ooh, this, oh, yeah, this would crazy. be a lot of fun. I got, yeah, I got like the forty dollar. It's li- literally one piece of green with, uh, but it's fun. I you know I have the putter and the uh, balls down there. Sometimes uh, uh, the kids or my wife, you know, get in there like a little uh, sort of a mini golf type thing. So. Um, there you go. Uh, D- Have I ever told my golf story on, on the uh, podcast? I don't think so. Uh, all right, so I, I will be real quick with it. I've, I've never golfed in my life. I've never been on a golf course in my life. And, and uh, mm-hmm. so my um, I was working at the Washington Post the summer of 2008. They hosted the, the, the AT&T National Golf Tournament. And I'm assigned um, to cover the tournament along with a few other people. Uh, and I, you know, did research on, on golf so I would know the rules, um, but <laughs> but had 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 never really been to like an event. And so I had to follow the um, golfers. And uh, the uh, this day, I believe I was following Anthony Kim. Okay. Oh, what and, a treat! Uh, and. I and, and so it was. It started on the back nine, okay. And um, I thought that when you follow them, like you literally follow them, and so oh, you have I to go was, in between the ropes. Yeah, like like you have to go on the edge of the ropes, okay? right? Um, but I thought you can just like follow them, okay. And I was walking on the uh, fairway. <laughs> 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 like literally following when uh our golf writer like screamed over to me Berman, Berman. and you know i i look up and i i come over to him and he tells me i need to be on the ropes um but i was uh yeah like i was literally about to excoriate him <laughs> yeah so um that's uh that was my first experience with golf that's really good. What kind of Anthony Anthony Kim is a very uh, <laughs> mysterious figure in the in the golf world. How was his aura that day? I believe he he won that year. Oh wow! Mistaken. Tiger was yeah. Tiger was hurt, it, so it, it was Tiger's tournament. And I remember being there. Like I I, I remember Tiger being there, but he wasn't playing. Um, but uh, yeah, I believe Anthony Kim. I believe Anthony Kim won that year. Uh, Austin Miller wants that, to know. It was know. at Bethesda National. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or 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 congressional. Uh, yeah, I think congressional is right. Uh, our yep. Austin Miller wants to know our shorts pants. No. Of course shorts not. What shorts. kind of question is that? I, mean, I agree. I think this is like. Although I. I think this is like the hot dog sandwich thing, and I, I don't want to get into this because people are are too uh, ridiculous about this. But if someone says to you bring me a sandwich and they bring you a hot dog you're like what do you like you, you look at them like they're a moron and if you say bring me some pants and they bring you shorts it's the same thing maybe they oh, are the like one... technically under the under the same uh definition but th- they're not the same although one thing when i you do say, bring me a sandwich like like to who yeah. are, you, are you saying that to? when his wife gets a break <laughs> yeah. from doing the potty training <laughs> yeah or you know when she has a chance then he's sitting on the couch <laughs> <laughs> all I meant is that I'm not taking a day off tomorrow. That's all I said. That's all I meant. Uh, well, the w- one fun thing to do that we do in the Capati household is you add pant to the end of a lot of things. So like, oh, you're wearing short pants today. Mm. Well, you, you got your jean pants on, huh? So, you know, that's something you might want to try out. That does sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Mike wants to know, do you expect a full NFL season in 2020? Oh, Bo, take this. This is all you know. <laughs> well, define full, Mike. Uh, 16 games is what 16 games. 16 games. Do you expect a 16-game season, Bo? I think, uh, I think where there is a will, and by will I mean like lots of money, I think, I think they will probably force-feed it somehow. I believe there, there will be a 16-game season. Uh, I can't tell you... If there will be fans in the stands, or how many fans there there will be in the stands, or even if the season will open 
the weekend after Labor Day like it always does. Uh, but I believe they will play 16 games and then a full postseason. Yeah, I mean the two. I guess the two things I, I'm sure we've all been asked this question, um, you know, before just now. And the two things I always come back to is number one, don't underestimate the greed of NFL owners, and you know that might or, sound like a or joke. Just it's not yeah. rich people in general. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, there if there is any way to make it happen, uh, they are going to make it happen or try everything they can to make it happen. And then uh, number two is that the NFL doesn't have to be first here. And so by the time, you know, I know you have to make plans in advance, but presumably by that time, other sports, whether it's the NBA, baseball, uh, NHL, whatever, will have sort of been the guinea pigs for this. And you can say, all right, this worked, this didn't work, they did it, it wasn't a complete disaster. I mean, we're already seeing the, you know, the German soccer and some other sports sort of dipping their toe into this. So, um, you know, I, I think they will be operating with more knowledge uh, than these other leagues, which will be an advantage for them. I agree. Time is their ally right now. <laughs> okay, I like that. That sounds like the good. That sounds like a good title of a book. Time is our ally. Well, it's, it's about, an expression. Yeah, it's about it's, the it's, Michael Jordan Bulls. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, I, I think we sort of underestimate like how weird a football game will be with no if if there are no fans. You know, I did watch a little. Uh, uh, is it Bunde- Bundesliga? Am I yeah. saying that right? Yeah, Bundesliga. You got it. Is it okay? Uh, I did watch. I did watch. Uh, watch some of that, and it really. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I first of all, like, if you're complaining about the no fans thing, like, get a life. You oh, know, yeah, I mean, absolutely, re- really. They're they're trying to do this, and you know, you can watch it on TV. Um, you know, you can text with friends, whatever you want to do. You can find a way to make it a community gathering. I know you'll miss. Being there, but you know that that's like still a win if they're able to do that safely. But uh, I thought it was interesting. It almost felt like watching my daughter's uh, soccer game from the sideline because mm. you just hear like you know like there's especially soccer. There's constant yelling from the coaches and all this stuff. And so um, I I didn't think it was uh, like I don't know. I didn't find it any less of a fun experience. It was different, but it it wasn't like terrible. To well, me. What, one one opinion I have is that like there's there are these. Um reports or notions that like the broadcast teams will be pumping in fan noise uh if there are no fans in the stands i think i don't i think aikman said this or buck said joe this. buck yeah Bu- joe buck, buck said, said this right yeah. and i hate that idea because like if you're if you're gonna if this this is gonna be such an obviously unique uh situation let's let's get to watch what that means what that's like let's get to experience what they're experiencing on the field it's not it's not a a production. I mean, it shouldn't be. It should be. Uh, it should be a, you know, at least a Michael Jordan documentary. I, 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 think, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, but 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 I think that actually, from a viewing experience, okay, from a viewing experience, it won't be much different. Um, now, obviously, the the lack of crowd noise, you could uh, account for that. You won't have the crowd shots. Um, but it would obviously be be much different to play in it. But from a viewing experience, when you're watching football, it's pretty tight on the field. I think if, if you're watching a basketball game without fans, that would be like a major difference because the basketball the fans are part of kind of the portrait when you're watching it. it that's not the case in football. Yeah, I just get I, I get uh, I do get annoyed when people are like complaining about the part about how different it like think of everything people have adjusted to over yeah. the last few months like you know, I'm kind of with like what you said Bo like uh, I mean people are going to be so happy if they, if you're a sports fan and they figure a way to pull any of this off in a safe way you're going to be so excited to watch it on TV like I mean if you could have the gall at that time to complain about oh you know wow this is weird because there's no crowd noise I mean really uh, reconsider your priorities I think that's fair uh, all right, I guess that'll uh, that'll wrap this bad boy up. Zach's got some steaks to get on the grill. Uh, some I, Kobe I beef a, a with his if... uh, with his Vernick hot sauce. He's you know. <laughs> I it's it's Acme steak and <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to undersell. Um, I know. I have a few minutes if there's any more questions. If there are any more questions, I think that's about all the questions we've got. Shil, what do you got going on oh, this weekend, have, my buddy? I've got a uh, shout out to give to McCall mm. Collective Brewing. In oh yes, Al- 
Yeah, in Allentown, they delivered uh, some tremendous beers to my doorstep. Uh, really tasty. I'm not, I'm not like a beer snob or anything, you know. Like, uh, you know, but when I tasted these, I'm like, this is delicious. I, I, I really enjoyed them. Uh, they were fantastic, and most importantly, it's for a good cause. They've raised over six thousand uh, dollars, you know, with with this brew. There, I think it's their original brew where their domain. Their, all right, let me try this again. They're donating the proceeds Congrats. to one of three uh, charities, the National uh, Alliance on Mental Illness of the Lehigh Valley, uh, Turning Point of the Lehigh Valley, which is a domestic abuse safe place, and the YMCA Feed the Children program in Allentown. So uh, this is a great job by them, and definitely go uh, check out, again, McCall Collective Brewing in Allentown, check them out, help them out, get yourself some good beers, and uh, and help donate to a, a good cause. Defops, and uh, really, it was fantastic when I got that delivery. What, what totally made my day. Monstrous cans. Oh Have my you ever god! Seen a can that big? Oh, oh my, baby. unbelievable! Just I, you know the kind I, the kind of can that could be wielded as a weapon if need be. I actually found it. It's the, it was like the perfect amount. For me, you know, I forget how many ounces. I think it came mm. out to like two and a half beers or something. Something like which that, which is yeah. like, which is uh, you know, good for me to be feeling good, but uh, not so much where I have a headache the next day. So if you're an old man like me, it's uh, it's really a, a nice serving size. I feel like the kid in high school who was not invited to the party. Mm. I think uh, you, I know you, you got to see that link. I think, I think they know. tweeted at us. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, oh, okay. You, yeah. you, you. I mean, you probably you must get. I think that's a flex by you, Zebram. You get many more mentions than <laughs> mm. we do. You know. I don't anyone tweet <laughs> anyone tweets at Bo and I, it really stands out. So we're like, oh, we got to get back to this guy right away. And uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no. So you, um, you you can check that out, order some beers. You know, next time you're having a steak, uh, you, you can have one of those bad boys with it. There you go. And, uh, you know, if you've got nothing else to do, feel free to rate, review, subscribe, and uh, download and delete and all that. Leave a comment on, uh, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We'll be back uh, next week to tell you what's going on in the world of the Eagles. Maybe we'll have a, uh, I don't know, a uh, Nate Sudfeld Zoom conference call or a Sua Opeta, something like that. See what we can get. Well, I, I, I do think we will hear from uh, more players and coaches during these next few weeks. This is the period of time when they would typically have OTAs and minicamp. Uh, mandatory minicamp would be in mid-June. OTAs would be these next few weeks. And so in, in, in those settings, we would be there watching practice in the locker room. Uh, talking to Doug Peterson and the coaches and uh, we're obviously not there they're not there either but we will still have the opportunity to talk to them and we will continue to update all our readers and subscribers as we do it well said for Zach and Sheil I'm Bo and as always we love Birds with friends